It's beer o'clock, so it's time for Drunken Time Travel. I'm your host, Irish Gav, and I'm your host, English Gav. If you want to contact us about the show or anything else, uh, you go to drunkentimetravel at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at Drunk Time Travel. Or you can find us on Facebook at Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that amused me. Oh, that was sweet. <laughs> Our official tedious link beer is Fire Rock by Kona Brewing. And you will find out why later. You will. It's exciting. Stay tuned for that. Don't don't be touching your dials or anything. Well, because you just go blind and that kind of thing. Uh, unless, unless it's the volume up button, because it's going to get exciting. <laughs> you tell him, God. So to take you into the exciting world, here's Gav. Yes, hi. With some kind of synopsis. And uh, I like to call this some kind of synopsis the power of the Daleks. Yeah, so it's the first Patch Trenton one, in which the Doctor is two-faced, a mad scientist doesn't start that way, and the Daleks deliver drinks. Ease you into the synopsis. I like it. You like being eased into it? I'm in this beer. Oh. Part the first. Ben freaks out that the Doctor's changed appearance, while Polly seems to take it in her stride. I think the Cybermen must have used marijuana on her on the spacecraft at some point. The new Doctor seems more concerned with looking through his old things. Maybe he's having a midlife crisis. The TARDIS has had enough of this, so lands on the planet Vulcan. Ben is undergoing Pon Far, so has to... Wait, it's not that Vulcan. In the Mercury Swamps, the Doctor finds the body of an Earth Examiner before being attacked from behind. The Deputy Governor, Quinn, and Head of Security, Bragan, find the travellers and take them to a colony. Being too big to get into the ant colony, they go to the human one instead. The Doctor pretends to be the examiner in order to find out who the murderer is, whatever an aminer does after he quits. Despite questioning, he doesn't reveal why he's been sent, mainly because he doesn't know. The travellers are taken to a lab where the scientist Lesterson is studying a recently found space capsule. They manage to get into this capsule entrance but go no further on the Doctor's insistence. Later, the Doctor by himself gets into the entrance and finds two powered-down Daleks with space for another. A Dalek creature slithers across the floor. The moral of that episode is, if you're going through the mating ritual of Ponfar, you'd better make sure you get the right Vulcan. Part the second. The Doctor suspects Lesterton has already got the Dalek from the ship. Probably from the Dalek-shaped bulge in his pocket. I hope it's Dalek-shaped anyway. Bragan, meanwhile, questions Quinn, who gives him evasive answers. Insert joke about a politician here. The Doctor confronts Lesterson about the missing Dalek and demands they be destroyed. Bragan finds the Doctor and explains about an underground rebellion. The Wombos are starting a revolution? Meanwhile, Lesterson begins experimenting with the Dalek. I don't think that should be in a family show. How would he get his... Oh wait, experiments on the Dalek. Sorry. To attempt to bring it back to life. Not... Anyway, the Doctor asks to see the Governor, but he's busy until the next day. In the meantime, the Doctor finds a communication room, but it's been smashed up, with Quinn standing beside it. Bragano arrests Quinn because of this. Nothing like circumstantial evidence. Hasn't he seen CSI? Oh, the entertainment room's been smashed too. At least the lab hasn't. But one of Lesterson's assistants is shot by the newly alive Dalek, which powers down again. Lesterson gives a PowerPoint presentation to everyone about how great Daleks are, in which it speaks. I am your servant. 
The moral of this story is, if you're going to bring back to life an insane killing machine, don't stand in front of it. Part the third. Lesterson convinces the governor to let him continue his experiments on bringing the Daleks to life. He just needs more jumpstart cables. What could possibly go wrong? The doctor doesn't trust the Dalek and orders it to immobilise itself, which it does. After the doctor leaves, the Dalek wakes up again. Sneaky bastard. Quinn says he's sent for the examiner, but Bragan suggests he did it because he's in league with the rebels. I suppose someone has to be. The governor imprisons Quinn and makes Bragan his deputy. Great at making decisions, this governor. Meanwhile, the doctor sabotages the power generator, which manages to make the Dalek lose control, but I think he likes it. Lesterson soon fixes it again and forces the doctor out. The rebel leader, Janley, and Bragan meet in secret and discuss using the Dalek's gunstick to take over the colony, which is a good idea. Janley then condemns Polly. This is a bad idea. Ben worries about her, but the Doctor is more concerned with the Daleks. You know, on account of them being insane killing machines, and Polly's coffee-making abilities. Speaking of Daleks, one is impressing Lesserton with its knowledge of science. Pfft, even Gav can do that. For more power and tools, the Dalek promises to make equipment for the colony, though I am sure its plunger is crossed. While Lesserton is out of the lab, Ben and the Doctor find a cable from the power generator to the, to the capsule. The Dalek finds them and Ben tries to turn off the power but it's stopped by the other two Daleks, which the first has brought back to life. It's like multiplicity with Daleks. Dalekicity? Anyway, later Bragan tells the Doctor he knows he isn't the examiner and blackmails him to leave the Daleks alone. Ben and the Doctor find a kidnapped moat about Polly. Please take her back. We don't like coffee, it probably said. The Daleks shout, We will get our power! Leading Lesterson to think bringing Daleks to life isn't such a great idea. The moral of this one is, bringing Daleks to life isn't such a great idea. <laughs> Part the fourth. Lesterson rations the Daleks' power until they submit to him. Guess they didn't get their power. The Daleks, though, understand the human mind. Glad someone does. The governor, realising he isn't very good, goes on a tour far away from the colony, leaving Bragan in charge. While the doctor is visiting Bragan, a Dalek brings drinks on a tray. I don't think I need a joke here. Lesterson finds that the Daleks have requested a large number of supplies. A large number of drinks for a start, I'm sure. Universe domination doesn't pay for itself. Apparently I did need a joke there. The doctor tells Lesterson that Daleks aren't just machines, and with the right materials they could make anything. Like the A-Team. Lesterson collapses at this and generally starts taking the Daleks' instructions. The Doctor and Ben hide themselves in a room while the Janley displays the Dalek to a meeting. They sure like their meetings in this colony. Janley reveals they are holding Polly and Doctor and Ben reveal themselves. The Doctor is imprisoned with Quinn and tries to escape. He's not that bad. Westerson, meanwhile, while having his nervous breakdown, enters the capsule and is terrified to find the Daleks have an industrial Dalek making factory. Industrial Dalek making factory. That's tough. Moral of this story? Moral? You want a moral? A Dalek brought drinks on a tray. All fucking bets are off. Part the fifth. The power generator is turned off for the sixteenth time this episode story, but then the act of turning it on and off probably generates the power. Maud Lesterson tells Janley about the multiple Daleks, though I'm not sure she believed him. He then tries to get in touch with the Doctor, but runs off in panic from more Daleks. The main Dalek orders that no more than three Daleks are to be seen at any time. The Baldwin brothers have a similar pact. Cables are being laid throughout the colony so that the Daleks can move where they like. Lesterson finds the Doctor in prison and screams about the Daleks before being dragged away. 
I think I saw someone like that at the train station the other day. Meanwhile, Jan Lee tries to convince Bragan that Lesterson is insane. Well, I say tries. Bragan then has him restrained. The Doctor and Quinn eventually escape, more in fear of Lesterson shouting at them again. The Governor returns to the colony and finds that Bragan has betrayed him. Funny that. Bragan orders a Dalek to kill the Governor while Ben and the Doctor release Polly. Just as the travellers discover the dead Governor, they're captured by Bragan. I think Polly has just set a new Doctor Who record for the time between release and capture. Because the cliffhanger approaches, the Dalek army emerges from the capture ready for full-scale war. The moral of this epic story, if you see Daleks where people are swimming, shout, Look out! There are Daleks! Part the Sixth The Doctor and Ben are escorted to prison by guards but are all stopped by Daleks. Wait, a Dalek picket line? With Bracken having complete power, he's bored, so now wants to wipe out all the rebels too. I don't blame him. Bragan, meanwhile, is blaming the rebels for the governor's murder. For their part, the Daleks order the extermination of everyone. They must really be bored. Just as the Daleks attack Bragan and his men, the Doctor, Ben and Polly escape through the window. They escape through the round window. In the lab, the travellers are hidden by the ever-insane Lesterson. Oh, and the Daleks kill Janley. Lesterson distracts the Daleks while the Doctor attempts to sabotage their power. Unfortunately, he doesn't distract them by shouting insults about their mothers. Daleks don't take kindly to that, or their mothers. The power overloads, which destroys the Daleks. No more drinks for people. In the chaos, Bragan is also killed. In true Lone Ranger style, the Doctor, Ben and Polly slip back to the TARDIS before anyone notices. As it dematerializes, a Dalek ice dog rises above watching them. Moral of this epic story, if you're doing a synopsis for your podcast, try not to get the six-parters. So that was the power of the Daleks. That was indeed the power of the Daleks. It is. And they did talk about power a lot. Yes, they wanted the power, all the power. That is what they wanted. I, I just thought I'd mention, first of all, that uh, the power of the Daleks has never been repeated. It's destroyed. So there's no eye player. So basically, at that time, we were watching a reconstruction. But at that time, if you uh, didn't see it... If you didn't see it broadcast live... Well, yeah. You're never going to see it. Yeah. Not like today with your iPlayer and your, oh, I'll just catch it later or I'll just download it. Mm-hmm. Shit. It's, that's it. It's gone. No one will ever see it again. Ever. Ever. That's why I mentioned that first. Which is annoying because there's so much in this that I'd want to see. Yes. It's really good. It's like six good. Six out of five good. Wow. You did like this. But it has a beer. Um, Vulcan, then. Yes, the planet where it was set. Indeed. Indeed. By this point, Star Trek had actually started in the United States. Had they already established a Vulcan? Yeah, but Vulcan had been mentioned. So it's... It it could be coincidental. It is coincidental, yes. It's not like one stole from the other. Well, yeah, it is probably likely coincidental. That's a good name. We're going to use it as well. Isn't... There's, there's a thing to name two of Pluto's moons at the moment. Yes, there is. I believe is. Vulcan is a choice for one of them. Was, is that? Yeah. I can't remember that choice. I didn't go for it if it was a choice anyway. What did you choose? I can't actually remember my choices. It, it was a few days ago. I chose Orpheus, and I believe the other one was Persephone. I considered Persephone. Uh, I don't think I actually went with that one. You, you're making decisions about as well as the governor. So, Tron's first story... Okay, yes. 
we'll just mention first of all before we get to the Doctor later on. Um, when Troughton started, Annika Wells and Michael Craze, who are of course Bella, Polly and Ben, they uh, wore t-shirts with Come Back Bill Hartnell, All Is Forgiven On. Just sort of a comedy joke. Comedy joke, Gav. They weren't serious. Okay. And this is also the first one not to have been written by Terry Nation. Dalek yes. story, that is. Because he didn't have any involvement at all. <laughs> it's the best one, so there yes. you were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Terry Nation stops writing, and we get an awesome Dalek story. Yeah. Funny that about all these creators <laughs> who uh, get someone else to write something, and it's the best one. <laughs> So should we talk about the Daleks? Uh, why not? They are the focus of the epistory. We could talk about them or the power. Why don't we talk about the Daleks' power? The Daleks? Static electricity you want to talk about? Yes. Well, you didn't even choose that for next week's science, so I can't <laughs> imagine you want to talk about it. All right, let's go for the Daleks then. The Daleks. Your specialist subject is the Daleks. And your first question is... How many Daleks would it take to wipe out an entire colony? It would be, I think, one. Correct. Yay, unless it's Dalek Steve. <laughs> How many Dalek Steves would it take? <laughs> <laughs> if he went all George Urbinks and accidentally blew up something, or however something like that, then it would just take Dalek Steve. Yes, probably, yeah. Yeah, and I'm considering at the start of this uh, epistory, uh, all the Daleks were powered down. I, th- I think it must have been Steve that was in charge of bringing the battery charges or something from. Yeah, that's Steve. He was he was probably too busy at McDonald's actually saying, "I am your servant" to every customer. As he was working in McDonald's. Yeah. 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 Still. Yeah. Part time. No, he's uh, he's full time now. Oh, he, uh, as he made manager yet? No, no, no. He's no. just full time. He uh, he's just full time. He, he's a professional Dalek in his spare time. A professional Dalek. That's what it says on his uh, business card. But you know. So speaking of, I am your servant. Yeah, yeah. They. <laughs> yes, they said it quite a lot in this episode. They, they did, because it is fucking awesome. Yeah, and it's, re- it's amusing to us, mm. and it's also creepy as hell in the episode. Yes, which is what I like about it, especially when you get one of the Daleks saying it quite slowly in a deep Dalek voice. Mm. <laughs> I am your servant. <laughs> especially when you know just how evil they are. Yes, and they're doing these things. Oh, this they're is, up to something. This is what I love. They're just so fucking evil in this. Is that I am your servant, your servant that kills you? No, wait, didn't mean that. <laughs> what was that? Nothing. <laughs> but yeah, they repeatedly say it, just in case you didn't quite get it. So that yeah, that's where the uh, I am your soldier thing comes from in Victory of the Daleks. Yeah, right. Another good thing about the Daleks uh, yep. this episode. Uh, as you as you just recently mentioned, they they like being proper evil, and that they they actually went on a proper killing rampage towards the end of the story. They did it, yes. And towards the, yes, towards the end, there were so many of them. You they just thought, fuck it, and killed. There was a lot of people. Yeah, this this is like the Daleks at the best. This is when they kill people. Yeah, 
Yeah. Not this like, is what we want from like, Daleks. Not like Dalek Master Plan when they have meetings no. and, and form executive committees about yes. taking over the universe. Yes. We don't want meetings about killing people. We want killing people. And this is what they did. There was three of them, they made 13 of them, and then they killed everybody. They made 13? Is that all they made? I don't know, I didn't count them. I just assumed they made dozens. They made dozens of them. They made loads of them. They made then dozens they killed of them. Because you saw like four of them, and then there was. A <laughs> <laughs> and then there was. And saw four. And then there was a cardboard backdrop of pictures of more. And then they went round and around this door. So you knew. So you knew there were loads of them. That was quite Yes, good. they all the conveyor were, belt trick, yes. yeah, yeah, they went around the door, and then they were like. <laughs> it's almost like. Like four of them. Came through the door, and then there was a bit of a gap. <laughs> the dogs were right, hold on, hold on, come around the door again. <laughs> Almost there, yes! And uh, there was at one point as well, the uh, Daleks, sort of the, the Doctor sort of sent a shortwave to him, and he went a bit mental. And one of the Daleks goes, uh, I have sustained no damage. Is <laughs> that a French Dalek? <laughs> He was a French Dalek. I have sustained <laughs> no damage, <laughs> Mr. Bond. <laughs> he was your Bond villain Dalek. Had, had this Dalek sustained damage at the time? Uh, apparently not. He said he'd had to say sustained a negative value. It was just, I, it was just really weird speech. You, oh, right. you, so you're you saying you're speaking like a Cyberman? <laughs> no, you you. You don't say that you've acquired a negative. You don't acquire <laughs> no <Are> damage. <laughs> and a Dalek are should you, know this. Are you criticising the Dalek's yes. grammar? Yes. No, a Dalek shouldn't know that. What a Dalek knows about, as we found out, is the first law of thermodynamics or, or chemistry, <laughs> yes. but not English grammar. <laughs> How the fuck does a Dalek know what we call sodium ethanol is? Well, it's, I mean, it would it would know of the various constituent elements and compounds and chemicals and stuff like that. But would he know that we called it sodium ethanol? I doubt it. You, so you're starting to get into speaking English thing there, and it does that, and we all know why that is. All right, because of the uh, thing I'm above you. The thingy me bulb yeah, in the toilet. The universal translation. That's, that's, that's why. That's why. I mean, they might not be saying sodium ethanol. Yeah. But that's okay. What it, fair point. That's what it's you know fair coming point. out as. Could it then also be translating the first law of thermodynamics? Yes. Into something that it's not. Into something that it is. Let's say yes. I'm sure someone yes. out there knows what you're talking about. And if yeah, you do, please send us a postcard. <laughs> Mark it to oh. Drunken Time Travel, care of London, W12HQT. Or, or you could call us on Leeds, double four eight one nine nine. That is the uh, Christmas line, YTV Christmas line. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to give the... Have we got the wrong chairs? Well, you're sitting on one that's making all the noise. Maybe you pre-swapped them so that <laughs> I, I, I should have been so that I should have been sat on that one with the thing. 
Yes, see what it is listeners is there's there's two chairs and one makes noise and one doesn't. So Gav thinks I'm like uh, that guy from Princess Bride who swapped the poisons around. But Gav knew that I swapped the poisons around. But if I knew that he knew that I swapped the poisons around or the chairs around, then that would be a bit awkward. So uh, sticking with the the early subject of Dalek science. Yes. They claimed that they could make 100% accurate computers as well, which uh, I found interesting. And in what way? Basically, that uh, the the computers that we use at the minute aren't 100% accurate, well, if we, you like. Maybe, because maybe they weren't going to talk about our computers. Maybe they have some form of quantum computing that they have. Well, maybe they do. Well, then, stop dissing the Daleks. I'm not dissing the Daleks. I, w- I was quite impressed that they have 100% accurate computers. As was Lesterson as well. Maybe they have 100% accurate computers. And just quickly, the Maybe reason... the Daleks' computers yeah. are powered by kittens inside boxes, and they don't know if they're there or not. Kittens can't do maths. It depends how hardly you hit them. Three hard. No. Four hard? If, well, it depends, but if you want, what, what, what calculation are you want? 3.5 hard. Pi hard. You want 3.5? Pi hard. You want a pi hard? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the next die hard movie? Because computers can't <laughs> calculate pi. Pi hard, where he, where he retires and becomes a math teacher. But yeah, the, the problem with our computers is that they really can't represent all real numbers digitally. So they only approximate a lot of numbers, so a lot of the computer's calculations are only approximated and therefore not that accurate. So for the Daleks to have a 100% accurate computer, that's quite impressive. If they've got around uh, representing a number such as pi and being able to use that in a calculation without approximating it, it's quite impressive. Well, they they are the most are you going to intelligent say beings in the universe. Are you going to so. say their computers aren't one hundred percent accurate? Who the Daleks? You? No. Yeah. No. no. Even if they are. No, I I am not going to say anything bad about the Daleks. Anything? They probably aren't accurate, but they have quotes from various people who say they are. Would that be on various websites? All the websites. I did like in this as well how. Uh, and the Daleks, they killed without any warning. They didn't say exterminate or anything, they just killed some people. No, they hardly ever said exterminate, really, compared to other Dalek stories. Mm. Wait, you, aren't you supposed to say exterminate? And now we're trying something new. <laughs> we are trying something new. <laughs> Please fill out this comment card. <laughs> Wait, you are dead. Can you fill it out before I kill you? <laughs> Can you fill it out <laughs> in your own blood before you die? Were you happy with the way you died? <laughs> Would you like to die like this again? So the Daleks were talking about... Um, well, what the Daleks that, that powered down because the doctor told him to and then powered up again. His excuse, the Dalek that... This excuse he gave uh, Lesterson was, I am, he said, I am programmed to help humans or something like that. Mm. I can't help humans if I am powered down. So this is the Dalek trying his laws of robotics. (laughs) Clever bastards. Aren't these the anti-laws of robotics? (laughs) 
I am programmed to kill humans. I cannot kill humans if I'm not powered down. <laughs> I like the anti-laws of robotics. I've written a story about them. They did talk about the laws of the Daleks. They did. I don't know if they were talking about laws of robotics or what, but yes. So, so not only do they have chemistry knowledge, they also love law as well. But as we mentioned, not English grammar. Yes. But they are one of the most intelligent species in the universe. Probably after the Time Lords. Pfft, time Lords don't know anything. Apart from Susan's annoying. And... <laughs> no, he knew that. <laughs> oh, well, well, he found that out eventually, yeah. <laughs> and I did like how we got to see uh, the Dalek squid thing again. Yes, we, we was that in the first one we saw that? Yes, it was in Dalek, yeah. So, so that's what the second time we've seen an actual Dalek. We will see many more. Will we see many more? I, we'll I, I know we see more, but is it many? You see them all the time in the new series. Well, in the new series, all right. New series. You're getting very snobbish about the new series now. Well, the new series has goals in it. Not for several years. <laughs> what is the Tronic Brain that they mentioned having at one point? I did that. I can't remember that one myself. No, I remember. So I will defer to your expertise. Yes, they did mention positronic brain because I thought that's weird. Data has that. So Data has a Dalek brain. But yet he hasn't killed anybody yet. Is he playing the I am your servant game? He is playing the long I am your servant game. Oh, I can't wait for the inevitable Data goes on a murder rampage. Well, that's uh, inspiration. Yep, that's insurrection for you. That was. Oh, he doesn't kill anyone though. He just goes on a rampage. Was that a faulty emotion chip or something? I don't know. I can't remember. Good guess. It was something to do with emotion chip, wasn't it? They program. They something like that. Something no. Something to do with. uh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I haven't seen insurrection in a long time. (laughs) I've only seen it a few times. It's something to do with what the Starfleet was doing. Yes. I guess we'll find out in an upcoming episode of the Post-Atomic Horror. I guess we will. Postatomichorror.com. You should listen. I do. Oh, you mean them? Them. They should listen. <laughs> oh, yeah, them. You shouldn't listen. No. Why not? I'm on it. I like listening to myself. Because you're on it. That's why. <laughs> no, but I like listening to myself. It's fun. Yes, and as this goes out, they'll have just had their first official panel at a convention. So, good luck to that. It's just happened. Ah! <laughs> Stop speaking in sentences of different times. Well, that's the Daleks for you. A couple of good Dalek quotes. Yes, there was quite a few. Especially uh, the I am your servant. Well, we'll play that for everyone. I am your servant! That was that. I also liked the uh, why do you shoot the Daleks saying why do human beings kill human beings? Are we going to play that one as well? Are we going to play every quote? Every... Shall we just play them the episode? No, because they want to play the quote, it's not the damn episode. I'm not uh, playing every quote. Right? Hear me? Yeah, I'll, I'll, this is probably my favourite quote from the Daleks. More so than the uh, really? I am your servant. Yeah. Well, even more than the Daleks are better. Yes. E- not the same as humans. <laughs> yes, even more than that one. Because this shows more sort of thought and they've caught it more in time. But you can still see what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. With static power, the Daleks will be twice as useful. 
<laughs> Sneaky dogs. So we had another revolution. <laughs> Why does there always have to be a revolution? Uh, I did like them using a, the, the the rebels using a Dalek gun for it. I did quite like that. Sort of a real world thing, but they you thought they'd use a Dalek gun for the revolution. I like the juxtaposition of that. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. Oh yes, I'm right at the very end. Uh, well, not right at the very end, but when the governor was trying to talk the Daleks down, they've uh, they've, they've set themselves up and they're going to and he's trying to stop them to take over, trying to appeal to the weakness because you must listen to me. Don't trust them. I'll give you everything. But it just says it in such a pathetic way. It's the worst attempt ever at trying to convince somebody of trying to stand out. It was quite amusing, I thought. Poor governor. I hope he died. Well, it was bragging, wasn't it? Well, he did die. <laughs> yes. I got my wish. But it, it seemed to be written like some sort of massive speech, apparently, or something, but it was just woefully ineffectual in everything, in contact. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Shall we uh, do the halftime beer break? Let's do that. Sponsored by... Kona Brewing Fire Rock. Yes. Uh, tell us why we're doing if, this. If they'd like to give us some money for sponsoring us, that'd be brilliant. Uh, tell us why we're doing this as a synopsis. Ha ha. This is because... A synopsis? Tell us why we're doing this as a uh, tedious link beer. This is a proper tedious link beer. Okay, cool. Because this one was set on the planet Vulcan. Mm -hmm. And uh, something to do with the Latin for Vulcan is... What is it, Gaff? I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's... Thanks. Vulcan is the... Uh, vul the volcano came from the word Vulcan. Yes. From, from that, so... Yes, from Volcano. Why, that's why we're drinking Fire Rock. Yes, Volcano, that was it. That was the missing link there. And there's a picture of a volcano there on the cover. Yes. I don't know why I say it's a cover, but there we are. <laughs> it, the it, label. It's the label. And th there are two people taking pictures of of a steamboat. There's a fucking volcano and people are taking pictures yes. of a steamboat. Yes. What's... <laughs> I don't know what's going off on this label. A steaming volcano with a massive sun behind it, a nice picture of and uh... Oh, there's a steamboat. And then on the, on, also it says, Active volcanoes in the big island of Hawaii leave visitors awestruck by their power. Apparently not as much <laughs> as a steamboat. <laughs> Mm, yeah. I think that's uh, beer's all right. I don't think you told me it would won awards. Yeah, apparently, I don't know whether it was this particular style that won any awards, but the Kona Brewing Company have apparently won loads of American Independent Brewery awards. It's a very expensive beer. It's I have no problems with it. It's nice. Uh, I don't think I'd advocate spending seven pound a bottle on one though. How much? About £7 a bottle we pay for this. True. That's as much as the postage is in America. Back to the epistory then. Mm. Yeah, it's alright. I wouldn't buy it. So, uh, the doctor, as he's known, different bloke this time. Different blood. Bloke. Different bloke, I'm yes. Being, I'm being British. Different chap. Governor. Different chap. Different chap. Old Wien. I'm out. 
I was I was talking to Al Gore the other day and saying I said old bean and he says please tell me people actually use that, <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately they don't. I think we should bring it back. So uh, it wasn't called a regeneration; it was called a renewal. Yes, called it a renewal. Why didn't the Kate renewal? I don't know. Well, they changed it to regeneration around the third Doctor changing to Tom Baker. Right? Oh, wait, uh, regeneration makes more sense, obviously. It's less new age and fluffy, mm-hmm. I think, than regeneration. Um, Do you think he was just using simple words to explain to Ben and Paula? I think they haven't thought of the word regeneration in the script reading. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, right, sorry. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yes, this is all real. He, uh, as you do when you're, uh, when you've just changed faces, as witnessed by Owner Majesty's Secret Service as well, is mm. with George Lazenby, is you have to open up a open up your chest of things and go through them, just so that people are convinced you're the same person. So that's what he did in this. He looked through a few things that, uh, that he'd had before. Fortunately, it wasn't as bad as on Her Majesty's Secret Service when they when he looked at them and they actually played the theme tunes for the for the movies as well. They might as well have a giant sign saying, "It's still him." Please believe us in subtitles. As I, I liked how one of the things that he plucked out from the thing was his uh, five hundred year old diary. Yep. And it had about seventy-five pages in it. Well, yeah, it's seventy-five pages. Would you would you need more? If if I'm gonna write five hundred years worth of stuff in it, yes. I'd be fine using six but what six point six three pages for a year. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna need a lot more than that, unless I write in shorthand. Can you write shorthand? No, <laughs> I would have to learn. <laughs> He, uh, he I think I would have to learn short shorthand well, and, and microtype. Well, you do like short short. I, I don't like Jeremy Beadle at all. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting on there. <laughs> Making a reference, but needs to say you didn't get it. Yes, it's Gav not getting references. See, it's New Doctor, but everything's the same. Yeah. Um, he talks about himself in the third person. Well, the other Doctor. Yes. Sort of. And his clothes also yeah. change. This is the only regeneration in which the Doctor's clothes change. Maybe he's also a magician. A magician who changes his clothes. Yes. So like a leopard who changes his spots? Yeah. So a leopard it, it, is a it, kind of magician. Yeah. Is a kind of time lord. Interesting. A leopard is a Gallifreyan animal. Yeah, when he first comes round as well, he, it doesn't appear to have any of his old memories. I think they, oh, they eventually came back. Yeah, it, they, they seem to come back later on during the episode. Yeah, because when he leaves the TARDIS, he, yeah. he remembers Ben's name for some reason. But in the 500-year diary... But you could put that down to Polly calling him Ben. No, in the 500-year diary, there's a note saying the, <laughs> the annoying one is Ben. <laughs> <laughs> it's Memento, Doctor Who style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why don't people um, do that? And the really pretty one is Polly. She makes good coffee. <laughs> Seriously, you should try it. <laughs> I wouldn't keep talking about her coffee. It wasn't the fact in every friggin' episode. 
well, not this one, fortunately, but she she just <laughs> makes coffee. Do something else. This uh, new Troughton fella that's playing the Doctor now. He's oh. just Troughton fella. Yes. You, you like him, do you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do like him, yeah. He's, he's, he's got a lot more energy as the Doctor. I think he's, he's more active, he's running about it, he's wanting to get around and do things and explore it more. I think the thing is, he, he can do that. William well, Hartnell because couldn't. Yes. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> there are age limitations of the actors surrounding this. But I do like the fact that he is more active and sure. as a doctor. Yeah. Maniac. Zany. Kablooey. Zards. Pizzazz. That's what you want. Pizzazz. Zork. And, and he's still retaining elements of the first Doctor as well. Name, name one. But uh, just the way he's sort of what he wants to sort of sort out the problems where he where he is and the situations. The first Doctor would do pretty much what he is doing, but he does it with more energy. See, I didn't criticise you. It's not like a vastly different character, anything. It's Oh no, it's, it's, it's the same. I mean, this is the first yeah. time they've done it, but he's the same guy. Mm. He's just played differently. And he has a massive hat. A massive hat that went off the screen. Off the screen. It was massive. I think it was called a stovepipe hat. A stovepipe hat. But as we all know, hats can make you insane. If we have any hat specialists out there, can you please write in and tell us what it is, Amanda? <laughs> It's, why, why don't you believe me? I do believe you. Are you saying you know someone who likes hats? Yes. Well, she is the Queen I of was, France. I was just making a joke for the few people that <laughs> got the joke. Uh, massive hat, yes. It's also mm. the first time the Doctor says, when I... well. First time he can run. But it's the first time the Doctor says, when I say run. Run. I w- but he I doesn't say run, he says, when, yes. I say, when I say run, run like a rabbit. Yes. I, I was thinking that when I when I heard him, was, is that the first time he said it? But, yeah, well, William Hartnell was never going to run. That's a fair enough point. When but, I say run, get me a taxi. When I say run, hit me around the head. Because I ain't running anywhere. When I say run, pick me up and carry me over there. He's also he's also uh, he's also very doctory with the fruit. There's a bit with there's a bug in the there's a there's a, mm. like a radio bug or whatever in the fruit. Yeah, and he just and it starts off with him. He just starts with like mushing the fruit up for no apparent reason, but then it has a purpose. Yeah, just like Matt Smith with the water in. Uh, that whale episode. Yes, the beast below. Just like Matt Smith with the water in the beast below. And he is an awesome recorder. Is it an awesome recorder? It or is. Or is it just a recorder? It's an awesome recorder. It's an awesome recorder, isn't it? Yep. Which he would play, which would annoy Ben. Who apparently got annoyed at everything. It's not as awesome as the, uh, the sonic screwdriver that he almost invented. But I, I did like how we we had the start of the sonic screwdriver there. Did you? Yes. Where was it? 
Because where they were locked up, the the prison masters, or whatever you want to call them, I don't know. Prison the masters. Are they an 80s cartoon? <laughs> yes. Prison the, masters. Yes, the, New e- from the, the evil people that... <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Uh, it's gone after midnight, so Gav's obviously forgetting everything about the episode. It being a new day and all. Yes, but they locked they lock the cells with the sonic key. So the Doctor was starting to make his own sonic key. Yeah, yeah out, for, out for a glass of, of water. Yeah, out of a glass of water. So the, the start of a sonic school drive, if you like. Which we'll get to in November. Yes. It takes him that long to develop. This is the seed of the idea. And it takes him till November our time to come home with it. November our time. Yes. <laughs> Central gaff time. Central gaff time. So on to Ben then. Ben was getting annoyed at everything. It reminds yes. me of a Homer Simpson episode where he got he was annoyed at the start and just kept getting more and more annoyed. When is Ben not annoyed at not being in the TARDIS and going away from somewhere? Yeah, he did mention that he wanted to go back to the TARDIS. That was another one. It's all he does. He wants to go back to the TARDIS. Polly wants to make coffee. We, we have discussed this many times. Ben doesn't like... Are we there yet, Polly? Have a coffee. Coffee, chill out. Yeah. Although she doesn't do much. She she was good at the start. She was good at the start mm. and then didn't really do much after that. Yeah, they didn't offer all that much. I know when I was writing the synopsis that they didn't seem to do much. Mm. I was able to leave a lot of them out because they just were there with the Doctor. Mm. Uh, I almost considered having a, a poly quote at the end when she was confronting the rebels about the fact that the Daleks are ultimately going to betray him. Uh, and I thought that speech was quite good. But, but yeah, as you, as you said, they didn't really offer that much to the story. They're just, they're just hanging around, the Doctor. Maybe they'll be better in uh, the next few episodes. I don't mind them just hanging around. You don't mind them just hanging around? Mm. I want them to do stuff. I think it's a refreshing change. That's all, but that's all the companions seem to do all the time. It's just hang around. I like it when well, they do stuff. Well, a lot of the companions do stuff. These are the these are really the first companions. Cause really, you're not doing anything. Most of the companions do stuff. These aren't. Susan this is a change. But since when did Susan do stuff? She, she ruined everything. That's what <laughs> she did. Yeah, she ruined everything. Polly makes coffee. Ben wants to go back to the target. <laughs> right, Susan was rubbish, yes. Ian was the greatest, as we all know. What did Ian do, really? He defeated an entire army by himself. What, what army was that? Uh, probably some, I don't know. <laughs> it was a night of Jaffa. For about ten minutes. So Lesterson, then. <clears throat> you better take the first bit. I liked how he thought he was in charge of the Daleks. Yeah, I like that. I, I am in charge, clear. Yeah, we'll see about that. I just, yeah, I liked I liked, I liked his story arc. Yeah, I. I mean, he was genuinely not the, uh, he wasn't he wasn't bad or anything, he was just a sort of normal scientist, but he went from thinking he could make a scientific discovery and sort of going towards that and ended up bringing the Daleks back to life 
and then them controlling him and just descending into madness and then death. He's a very tragic hero. Was he a hero? He brought the Daleks to life. That's not a hero. Yeah, but he distracted the Daleks at the end so that the Doctor could destroy them. I just liked his story. <laughs> oh, yeah, his art was good. What? Yes, his arc was good, yeah. It, it was it was pretty much the, the Lesterson show. Yeah, it does show that. I, I like how he did that. So sort of finally see sense when he finally saw the Dalek army and he realised what a mistake that he'd done. What a mistake he make. Yeah. But he, he turned into such a rambling idiot then that nobody believed him. Yep, it's just like the story of the, of the scientist who cried Dalek. But when he was showing the Daleks off earlier... When he'd first revived Longus, look, look at this technological advancement. See what the Daleks can do. Look, look at this Dalek. Push a chair. <laughs> That's fantastic. And they can also deliver drinks. I have revived this uh, this ancient race here, and uh, I have got him to push a chair. He did not say, I have revived this ancient race no, here. No, he, he did not say that. <laughs> I have revived this ancient race here. <laughs> And what it is, is <laughs> they can push a chair. It would have been awesome if that's what he did say, but it does a good garlic, garlic impression. It does a good garlic impression. It does a good garlic impression and a damn good garlic impression. So, quotes then. My one first. Ha! Yeah, but I get it done. It's yeah. not as good as mine. It's, it's fuck off, mine's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> Here is my quote. It's the Doctor. Polly and Ben chatting in their in their room in the colony. And it just it's just wonderful. I don't think I need to set it up. Doctor, look, if they're that dangerous, what are you gonna do about it? Save my breath. Would Lesterson listen? Lesterson listen. Lesterson listen. Lesterson listen. Exercises the tongue. Try it. Lesterson listen. Lesterson listen. Lesterson listen. They think you're the examiner. Order them to destroy the Daleks. What chuck you wait about? Let's just listen, let's listen, listen, let's listen, listen, listen. While it was awesome, it was it was not my call. <laughs> so I'm going to not point off for that. Our cables have been moved, and I could tell you who did it. What were you doing in there? I want to help you. Why? I am your servant. We do not need humans now. Ah, but you wouldn't kill me. I gave you life. Yes, you gave us life. That was awesome. It, it was because quite it was good. Mine. But it's but again, I have to knock points off because of your stupid face. I'll tell that. <laughs> you take. Yeah. You're fine with having points knocked off for your stupid face. Yeah. Okay. As long as it's not taken off because of the quote. I will sacrifice myself for my quote. Final thoughts then. Yes, uh, bloody fantastic. Bloody fantastic. Everyone's pretending in this episode. Mm. The doctor's pretending to be the examiner. Yes, I'm the pretending, are pretending to, to be servants. Not Bragan's right. pretending to be loyal. The only one not pretending is Lesterson, and who goes mad? He's like an evil scientist in reverse. But yeah, his best Dalek story, yeah, I agree, since uh, at least Invasion of Earth. Maybe, maybe best Dalek story so far. Yeah, it is a fine example of 
just how evil the Daleks can be and how utterly ruthless. I'm not a and such a good enemy they are. They're, they're creepy, sneaky Daleks, yes. genuinely scary. No bloody committees. It's just how great they are. Yes, this is how you write them. The only slight problem I had with this episode mm. is I don't think there was really need for the rebels. No, there weren't. But apparently you need it, to have rebels it all the time. It <laughs> you could have trimmed it to four parts without the rebels, I think. I don't think you could. I don't think there were any that much. There were in quite a bit. Episode five, five, five and six, they were in it a bit. They, they were mentioned in one, two, three, and four as well. They were mentioned, but not really a part of. There was a lot of it. They're all over the place. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> it was a damn good story. So next time you're doing the Highlanders. Yes, in DDO. With your favourite companion, Jamie. Jamie yes. McCrimmon from yes. the Clan McCrimmon. He is not a Highlander. He is a Highlander. He's not. He just comes from there. What? And you criticise the Daleks, Grandma? There is only the McClouds that are Highlanders. Oh, I see. The animated ones or the... Uh... Either are. It doesn't matter. Only the McClouds. doesn't matter how irrelevant they are. So Specifically if... Duncan and McConnor. What about the cartoon one? What's his name? I don't know. He's, he's rubbish. Of course, oh, he's rubbish now, but he was okay earlier it, it, on. He's still in a cloud. Anyway, I refuse to talk about Highlanders. It's fucking stupid. The uh, the crappy movie that I'm talking about there. Uh, so, iTunes, please rate our comment or like. Or... Yes, please, because we know you know, but please. <laughs> and so to end this one, yes, we... on, our, on our beer drinking greatness... Uh, I'll give you a quote from Hamlet that I think sums up the episode, episode, the regeneration. God hath given you one face, and you make yourself another. Soupy twist. Soupy twist. Silence is the absence of pressurised airwaves.